This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And now, here's your host of the Decoding Obesity Podcast, Dr. Avishkar Sabarwal. Hi, friend. Welcome to this episode of Decoding Obesity. You know, last year I had Sean Mulroney on the show and he shared his story of how he lost over 100 pounds. And he had talked about his personal trainer. You know, I thought it might be a good idea to actually have one of his trainers on the show to see, you know, what her perspective would be in terms of how they help train Sean. You know, training at a larger body size may be completely different from, say, training somebody who is just slightly overweight and trying to get into better shape. So that's why I wanted to get Jamie on the show who has worked very closely with Sean. So Jamie is actually an MS in exercise science, and she's also a board-certified holistic health practitioner. She is a wellness coach for Obesity Revolution, which is what Sean started after you know his struggles with his weight loss. I want to welcome Jamie to the show to get her perspective of what were the challenges she faced when she was training Sean Get Healthier. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, you know, let's just dive into this. I just want to understand what prompted you to really start um, start personal training? Well, I myself had never struggled with my weight until I got pregnant with my first daughter. That was 22 years ago now. I had always been active and then I gained 80 pounds with that pregnancy and I really struggled to get it off. I was running with her in the stroller. She was crying. I was trying to diet. Nothing was working. And I started going to the gym and uh, got a personal trainer myself and lost all of the weight in about eight months. And then I decided, you know, I really want to help other people. I was finishing up school, my bachelor's, and I planned to go to law school and decided I wanted to be a personal trainer and teach group fitness. So that's kind of what set me on that path. I see. I see. And how did you meet Sean, though? So I owned a gym for seven years. We closed during COVID. And I met Sean because I was, I think we met online. I found his page and I reached out to him and just offered him some support, just telling him he was doing a great job and that I was here if he needed anything. So he reached back out to me and we just started a friendship from there. That's very cool. Had you worked with anybody at his size? I know he had, you know, his body was at a larger size when he had started. Had you had any experience with that before you started with him? So I've worked with several people, 300 plus pounds. And honestly, prior to opening my gym, most people that I worked with might have had a little bit of extra weight. Most were already fit, just wanting to lean out, or maybe they had a little bit of extra weight they wanted to lose. But when we opened our gym, we opened it in a different community than you know where we, my husband and I were previously training. And it was a completely different environment. And most people there, they were coming into the gym from sedentary lifestyles and having a lot of chronic conditions, pain, hormone issues, diabetes, type 2, all different kinds of ailments. And I noticed that there was a big struggle for these people. And we really changed our whole training philosophy at that point. Because prior to that, you know, I was pretty diehard, like go hard and 
right. you know, sweat your butt off. And that really changed once I started working with a different group of people. And also as I got older, started having my own issues, I realized that things had to change in how I approach fitness and nutrition and also change my mindset. Right. 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 And, you know, of course, you mentioned that, you know, when you started working, oh, when you started training people, you were training a different set of people. And that changed as you opened your gym. I'm just wondering when you started with Sean, did you have any other thoughts? And how did they change, you know, thoughts about training him? And how did they change as you kind of went through this with him? I think that the biggest problem that we're facing is people really don't understand. You know, if you've never been through it, it's really hard to grasp exactly what people are experiencing, right? Because the mentality for most of society is, well, all I have to do is eat well and move and I've never had a weight problem. So to them, you know, they see it as oftentimes laziness or a lack of effort. And that's just not the case. Sure, people overeat. Sure, we have a problem in our society with being marketed too often for foods that aren't healthy, things like that. But the reality is, Obesity is a disease and there are underlying problems that contribute to obesity that we need to pay attention to and we need to help people understand. It's just like having a broken arm. Right. If you had a broken arm and I told you, hey, throw this ball and you're saying, I can't, my arm is broken and I'm saying, well, just try harder or do it this way or maybe try this way. And you're like, but my arm's broken, right? It's right. the same thing with obesity that we have to understand it's a different approach than somebody who just wants to lose a few pounds or you know look good in a bikini people struggle with chronic inflammation with underlying conditions like lymphedema they're in so much pain they can't hardly move and so we have to address the underlying root causes for them to be able to have any kind of success and that's why so many obese people struggle to maintain their commitment to weight loss because it is so hard. It is so difficult. And I can't imagine what it's like to need to lose several hundred pounds. I mean, that's just, you know, the thought of that is so defeating. So we've got to understand that it's a journey. It's not a one-time thing. There's no quick fixes. And also that we're human and they're human and they need us to support them and they need us to understand that it's not their fault right? right i think you said it very rightly that it's not necessarily their fault and you know there's a lot more that goes on in obesity and it has been recognized as a disease so it is important to understand that as well you know this question comes to my mind did you have any challenges i'm sure you must have had some challenges training him because you were coming from a different background so to say training people who were at a smaller body size than him so what were the challenges that you really faced training him specifically that were kind of like new to you? So with somebody who is very large, you really have to do an assessment, which is true for everybody. But you don't know if the person can hold their own body weight, right? If they can move, if they can carry weight, or if they need to start with a bed workout. And so you've got to do an assessment to determine because there are plenty of obese people who can leg press and bench press more than we could ever imagine. Then there are others who can barely lift two pounds, right? right? So it's all about each individual person. But for Sean, obviously, 
He's not going to be able to use a typical gym with equipment because he can't fit into the equipment, right? He can't sit on the machines right. and things like that. They're not built for somebody his size. But the biggest thing that I think obese people need to realize and trainers in general is that it's about moving, right? It's about moving and getting them to move. They don't really, it's not about doing these crazy workouts or even complex workouts. It's moving, it's walking. And if you can't walk, it's marching in a chair and moving your arms. If you can't do that, you're in a bed and you're moving your arms, you're moving your legs. It's knowing where to start based on what the person can do and then progressing from there and also being aware of possible injuries. Like an obese person cannot brace their core properly. So there's things like that you have to be very aware of when training them because the risk of injury is high. Right. And when you train people at, at a larger size, has your training style changed from what it used to be before? Yes. Well, let me just say this. You don't have to kill yourself in your workouts, right? And for somebody obese or somebody coming from a lifestyle where they don't typically work out or move, it's very discouraging. And I see this a lot in the gym still that I'm a member at. Trainers just killing people brand new people with these workouts that leave them so exhausted and fatigued that they have to go home and take a nap, which does a lot to somebody's hormones, which is a whole nother topic. But my biggest change, because I used to be that person, right? right? I used to be a diehard work your butt off type of person. But the reality is it's not about, you know, the intensity of the workout. It's about the being smart, being smart with your workouts and you move and you rest and you move and you rest or you walk, you go on family walks and also energy expenditure, which is, it's something that I never talked about before I started working with obese people is energy expenditure and how you don't even necessarily have to work out, right? You don't right. have to go to the gym. You don't even have to do your workouts every day. You just need to increase your daily energy expenditure. And what that means is how much energy are you expending throughout the day? And now that we have remotes for everything, we have so much technology, we've stopped getting up to turn the lights off. We've stopped getting up to turn the TV down or the volume down. And we park as close as we can when we're at the grocery store so we don't have to walk so far. All of these little things add up over your day that increase your energy expenditure, which is what you want. And this is what I focus on with clients the most and adding in workouts as needed. Yeah, I think you're spot on because it's more about physical activity rather than just exercise. And I think a lot of times both of them are clubbed together, physical activity and exercise, but all of physical activity is like a bigger umbrella and exercise is a part of it. And the rest of physical activity is like walking, taking those few extra steps, you know, getting up and like you said, turning off the lights, this and that. And exercise is just a subset of it. And a lot of times I think there's this confusion that occurs in our minds that, you know, if I'm not exercising, I'm not doing the right thing. But really it's about increasing the physical activity throughout the day, just like you had mentioned, because every little bit counts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a quote, movement is essential, exercise is optional. And I use that quote a lot and I forget who said that, but it's so true. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote. What have you learned from this experience of working with people at, you know, a larger body size and 
want to leave our listeners with at the end of this、uh, show? Just that people want to be heard, and they want to be accepted, and they have a lot of pain because they are feeling very unaccepted by society and very judged. And it breaks my heart because working with these people closely and getting to know them and seeing how they're treated, and I've been out with. Some of them in public, and I've seen the way people look at them. I've seen the way they're treated sometimes, and we've just got to understand that it's such a complex thing, right? There's not one thing contributing to obesity, and we've got to do everything we can to change the way people look at obesity and also the way we're treating it, right? Because The calories in versus calories out method does not work, and we've got to change this in our society and in the fitness and medical communities as well. We've got to do a better job so that people can get the help that they need. Because here's the thing: it's hard, and when you make a commitment to change your life for the better. And to try to get healthy, you're gonna need the support. You're gonna need somebody there rooting for you in your corner, and knowing that you're putting in the effort and you're trying the best that you can. And I just want people to know that if you're in that situation, if you are are currently struggling, that it's not your fault, right? And there is hope, and there are things that you can do, but it is gonna take time, and it is gonna take. Effort and there is going to be struggle, and that's part of it. But there is hope, and you can change. And it's not about a size, right? It's not about weight loss. At the end of the day, it's not about weight loss, and it's not about being a certain size. It's about living better, having a better life, not being so fatigued, not being in pain, and being able to move and enjoy your life to the best. Of your ability and enjoy your kids, enjoy your grandkids, your family, the people that you love and care about. So the more that we can get our focus off of weight and sizes, I think the better people can start to really heal and get progress because they're not so focused on the scale and a size. Yeah, I think Jamie, you really put it very well. I think it's important to understand. That people need to look at weight as a component of overall health, and you know it's just a part of the overall health, not something that defines a person. You can still aim to achieve a healthier weight and a healthier body size, but sometimes you know people set these unrealistic goals, which may or may not be possible to achieve, and that also plays you know has a great impact on their emotional well-being. And so, looking at it overall from a bigger perspective is, in my opinion, much more important than you know looking at just focusing just on the weight or just on the body size, and you know just trying to fit into those clothes that people try to fit into. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us, Jamie, and thank you everyone for tuning in. I'll see you all next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Decoding Obesity podcast. Please remember, the information in this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests, and do not constitute medical advice. Views and opinions on this show do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. 
And if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.